they said to me, Joss, you teach these things about keeping things simple. And the problem is I can't stay consistent with them because they're so simple that I schedule other things instead of them. I push them aside. And then all of a sudden I realize I haven't done them for three or four weeks. Quite frankly, that is one of the challenges of simplicity. You are an amazing human being. You're a coach or expert who works hard to make a positive difference for your clients. I'm Joss Willard, and my mission is to help good coaches like you make great profits so you can live an amazing life helping the people you're meant to serve. This podcast is here to help with that. We'll be bringing you the information, resources, experts, and perspectives to allow your practice to make a difference, support the life you want, and reward you fairly and well for the impact that you bring. Welcome to Profit for Coaches. What's the problem with simple? A lot of people will tell you that the problem with making something simple is that simple can't handle complex situations or complex problems. It's actually not the case, and it's not really the point. The problem that we have with simple is that quite often we equate simple with unimportant. And then those simple things that we have set up to help make our business run get treated as though they're unimportant. And the next thing we know, our business is a complex mess again. Welcome to the program. Today, we're going to talk about simple problems. Enjoy the episode. Hey, real quick, before we dive fully into this episode, I just want to take a quick second to tell you how you can get the most possible benefit out of Profit for Coaches. Our goal at the podcast is for these episodes to provide techniques, tools, skills, strategies, and inspirations from me and from guests that can help any coaching practice be more profitable. But the reality is you want your practice to be more profitable and you'd like it to happen as fast as possible. I've been doing this coaching thing for close to 25 years now, and it was a long, hard road to learn exactly by trial and error what it was I needed to do to have a consistent multi-six-figure coaching business that didn't drive me crazy. And I don't want you to have to work that hard. So head on over to ProfitForCoaches.com and sign up for the Profit for Coaches newsletter. Every week, I'll give you specific action steps and tools that you can use to make your coaching business more profitable faster. We expand on the concepts we cover here in the podcast episodes. You get sneak previews of episodes to come before they air. And you get more access to and in-depth information about the great guests that we have on the podcast. In other words, it's like this podcast episode, only better, more condensed, and more actionable. So if you want your coaching business to be more profitable, more quickly, head over to ProfitForCoaches.com now and sign up for the newsletter today. So here's the problem with keeping things simple. Simple things seem like small things, and small things are easy to move aside. This is part of the conversation that I had recently with someone who we were talking about potentially working together, and they said to me, Joss, you teach these things about keeping things simple, and I've taken a lot of the stuff that you've said over the past bit in your podcast, and I've implemented them, and they're very simple. The problem is I can't stay consistent with them because they're so simple that I schedule other things instead of them. I do other things instead of them. I push them aside. And then all of a sudden I realize I haven't done them for three or four weeks. And so I'm not consistent with them. And quite frankly, that is one of the challenges of simplicity, especially for those of us who are in the transformational business, who are in a business of helping other people to solve their problems, especially when a lot of those problems that we help solve can be very complex. We get used to, we see simple things. We're like, oh, that's a small thing. It's just going to take a few minutes. I'll get back to it. It's like when I talk about the five things you need to do every day, it takes 15 to 20 minutes a day. People go, okay, well, I've only got that scheduled for 15 minutes. I can put something in there and I can bump that somewhere, right? And then at the end of the day, you're like, oh crap, I don't have time for the 15 minute thing. 
Or at the end of the week, you're like, well, I've got five days worth of 15 minutes and now it's over an hour and I don't have that hour available. It's, it's really easy to look at those small, simple things and think of them as small, unimportant things and push them aside. How do we avoid doing that? Because the thing is, you want your business to be simple. We need our businesses to be simple if we want any kind of a life outside of our business. Whether you're just getting started with your coaching business, whether you're 80 to $120,000 a year, which is generally where you're in a good spot to come work with me one-to-one, or whether you're someone who has finished working with me and you're at that $500,000 a year mark working 20 to 30 hours a week, you still need to keep the business simple because if you let it get complex, all of a sudden that 20, 30 hours a week spirals up into 40 hours a week and then 60 hours a week and then 80 hours a week. And then you're in your office all day long and you know you come out at night and it's time to get ready for bed or feed the family or whatever it is. And you feel like, man, I don't think I got anything done today. What did I actually do? And you do that day after day and week after week and month after month. And next thing you know, you're just constantly struggling for money and for time and feeling burned out. That's what happens when you let things get too complex. Things break everywhere. So we want things to be simple. And it's very simple to build your business in such a way as to keep all of those things simple. The challenge is how do we keep them simple and how do we keep ourselves engaged when everything is simple? Because simple doesn't have to mean boring. But for a lot of us, especially if we've spent a lot of time building up our identity around the idea of being the person who puts out all the fires or being the smartest person in the room or being the only person that knows how everything runs in our business, if we've built that up as our identity, we can equate everything being simple and problem-free as being boring. And then, man, the number of millionaires that I know who have taken a perfectly good multi-million dollar a year business that was running perfectly and blown it up because they got bored and felt the need to tinker with something is a really high number. It is way too high to count. It's actually one of the biggest challenges that successful people have or so-called successful people. They build up something big and then they get bored because they wind up, their relationship to the business winds up changing. What they do in the business winds up changing. They take some good advice without realizing why they're doing it. There's like, oh, what's the next step in success? What's the next step in success? And somebody says to them, the next step in success is to make your business not need you, make you redundant in your business. They go, okay, great. So they do that. They make themselves redundant in their business. And then they don't know why they were doing that. They didn't have any real goals around it other than that it was the next level of success. And they get bored. And so they start tinkering with things or they sell that thing and they start something new because they love that thrill of building and wearing 30 hats and rushing from fire to fire. Don't do that. Don't do that in your business. Okay. The whole point of going down that particular tangent was it can be very easy to set ourselves up on that path to boredom followed by explosion. So how do we, instead of doing that, set ourselves up so that our business can remain simple, but we can remain engaged? Step one is, what is it that you love doing in your business? What are the things that you absolutely love doing in your business? And be honest with yourself. And it could very well be that the thing you love doing in your business is solving problems. It could be that you are an adrenaline junkie and you love it when people are freaked out and panicked and you've got to come in and save them. Okay, that's fine. Put that down. But then take a look at why is that? Is that something that feeds your ego? Is that actually your identity? You're a rescuer. You have to rescue people. That's just who you are. Okay, great. If that's the case, then we want to make sure that we build up the rest of the business in such a way that you're free to rescue people. 
What you don't want to be doing is rescuing people within your own business. We set you up to be the rescuer, right? And maybe you go volunteer to be a part-time volunteer firefighter in your local community. If you don't live in a big city, if you live out in rural, there are volunteer fire departments that could use your help. Maybe that's a thing. Maybe you do volunteer at the local hospital or EMS or something like that if you want to do that outside of your business. Or if that's not what you want to do, if you want to stay in that business and what you love is the rescuing aspects of your business, then put walls around you. Make sure that your business is built up so that other people are running the other things and that you can focus so that your activities are the rescue activities for your business's clients. That's great. You can do that. But maybe it is that what you love doing isn't the rescuing. Maybe what you love doing is coaching and getting a result with the client. You like working with the client, creating the transformation and seeing the results that happen. Great. We can absolutely do that. What we do then is we build your business in such a way that is your primary function. We put systems in place or we put people in place or better yet, we put both systems, people, automations, tools in place so that the rest of the business is as automated as possible or as little there for you to do as possible without abdicating because you still own the business. But we set it up so that you can focus the majority of your time and attention on working with the clients, doing that transformation, helping to create and witness those transformations. The rest of the business still has to be simple. But maybe what you love doing in your business, you've realized isn't working with the clients. Maybe it's not the one-to-one transformational stuff. And what you really like doing is the marketing. You like being the face on stage. You like being the face in all of your video ads and showing up on podcasts and things like that. Great. Let's build the business around you in such a way that the rest of the business is simple for you to manage while other people do the work or other systems or automation does the work so that you can focus on being the face, going out and talking and being on podcasts and being on videos and being on TV and all those types of things. Right. The point is, once we have the business simplified, once how it shows up, how it delivers, how it brings in clients, once all of those things are simple, the way you avoid getting bored is you've created with all of the simple parts of the business, you've created the freedom for yourself to go, oh, what do I want to focus on? And then deliberately and intentionally focus your activities on those things. Now you're not bored. However, you still have some simple tasks that need to be done in order to keep your business running so that you can do all of the things that you love, right? That's the big challenge because now oh, I'm focused on doing all the things that I love and that's just a little thing I can get to it later. We still need to make sure that we have the time and we put the energy into making sure that those things are done. And that might be as simple as talking to your VA or talking to somebody that you have hired that works for you or an accountability buddy, someone who's going to hold you accountable to say, okay, it is Friday, at 10 a.m. and from 10 a.m. to noon is when we do X, Y, Z tasks that need to be done that you don't love doing, but that are your responsibility to do. I'm going to be here with you. We're going to do it live on Zoom together or while we're on the phone together, or I'm going to call you at noon or five because you're doing 10 to noon. I'm going to call you at five minutes after noon and say, hey, did you get it done? And you're going to say, yes, I did. And we're going to hold each other accountable. It's setting up those other simple little systems like an accountability buddy like a team meeting, someone that you have to report to at a certain time, some sort of deadline to make sure that you do allocate that time and those resources to do those other simple tasks in the areas that aren't necessarily your favorite place to work. Now, if your business is in the right spot, if you're in the right phase of business where your cash flow is good, 
your client flow is good, that you can afford to hire a who, hire somebody else to do those things that you don't like doing, that aren't the things that you love doing, no matter how simple they might be, great, let's do that. The fact that you've made them simple and put those systems in place to make them simple means that you'll get to pay less or you'll have to invest less resources into making sure those things get done, whether it's you or that other person doing it. However, if you have someone else doing it, we still want to make sure that we're not abdicating, we're delegating, right? So we don't just go, okay, you handle all of that and let me know how it turns out, and right? Because when we just give it completely to somebody, we have no idea what's going on, that's when we, we can get embezzled. That's when we start complaining, well, I don't like the way you did this. How come it's not turning out exactly the way that I imagined it in my head, even though I didn't tell you exactly how I imagined it in my head? All those things come up. So even if we have someone else, the right who doing things, we still want to make sure that we know what done looks like. We know what success is. We know who's going to report to whom and when. We have all that stuff scheduled in. Is that adding a level of complexity? Possibly. But it might be adding just enough complexity to keep it simple and effective. Because here's what happens. If you don't, if you don't take the time to cover these things with the person, whether it's you and or this other person, if you don't take the time to make those things clear, then what you're actually doing is adding complication to your relationship and you're adding threat to the relationship and you're adding friction to the relationship because at some point, something's going to break down. But if you take the time up front to go, this is what done looks like. This is what the impact is. This is the problem that we're solving. This is why we're putting it together this way. This is when you're going to report to me. Here's when I'm going to check in on you, whatever those variables are. If you do all of that, then you've, you've made it as simple as you possibly can for this person to do these things for you. Remember, simple, as simple as we can, as complex as we need. So that's my long and meandering way of explaining to you how to deal with the fact that simple things are easy to put off. We need to remember that those simple things are the important things, that those simple things are the things that are keeping your business good, keeping your business enjoyable, keeping your business profitable, keeping your business growing, if that's what you want to do. A couple of quick announcements. I started this off by what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do next is actually a question that I've heard a lot over the last year or so, year and a half. Ever since I made the announcement that I was ending my small group coaching programs, my eight to 13 week intensive programs that I was doing with coaches who were just getting started or who were at that 30 to $50,000 a year mark, like the average average life coach is or business coach is, I stopped doing those programs for a number of reasons that I, I don't need to get into now. I've talked about it before, but ever since I announced that I was stopping those particular programs to focus on my one-to-one -one work with coaches who are at that eighty dollars to $120,000 a year level and ready to move on to that three hundred dollars to $500,000 a year mark, working, like we say, 20, 30 hours a week, et cetera, et cetera. But ever since I made that announcement, I've had a lot of folks who listen to the program and are still listening. We look at the subscriber list, we look at the listening numbers and they haven't gone down. In fact, they keep going up. So I know you're still listening, but while you're listening, you're saying, I'm not at the level to work with you or I'm not at that phase of my business where I'm your ideal client anymore. What am I supposed to do? How do I get there? And my answer has always been, well, listen to the podcast. Everything you need to build a solid coaching practice to get to that first $100,000, $150,000 a year level you can get that just by going back and listening to the episodes of this podcast and applying the things that I talk about in here. But some folks want more guidance than that. They're not do-it-yourselfers. They want someone who can come in and help them do it with them, walk that path with them, hold their hand, et cetera. And I just am not able 
to focus my business in that direction. It's just not the way that my practice is going. All kinds of reasons for that. But I've wanted to find some way to help. So part of that has been making sure that every episode still includes value for folks who are at that phase of business, as well as the folks who are at different phases of business, whether you call that higher or not, I don't care. The point is, I want these episodes to contain value, but especially for the next two weeks, I've got two different guest episodes set up for the next couple of weeks. They'll be, I think, the the 7th and the 14th of September. And each of those episodes, the guests on those episodes, their focus, their primary thing that they do in their businesses is to help coaches who are not yet at that $10,000 a month level get to that more consistent cash flowing level. Our first one next week is focused more on those who are in the healing spaces and that kind of stuff, those levels of transformation. And our guest the week after that, she's going to be talking about helping other coaches who have making that transition out of corporate or other careers, have gotten their certifications, if that's what they want to do, to get their coaching business started and get them consistently to those $10,000 months. Both episodes, next week and the week after, are going to be chock full of value for those of you who are wondering, what do I do? How do I get to the level where I'm potentially a good client to work with Joss one-to-one, right? So these are folks that I think are going to bring you a ton of value. And if you are not in that space, if that's not who you are, you're still going to get a ton of value out of these guests because part of what we're going to do is talk to them about their businesses, how they got to where they are. They are successful coaches, coaching other coaches. And so the stuff that they have done to build their businesses up to levels of success that might be where you're looking to be, you're going to learn a lot from that too. But I just wanted to call that out specifically this week because for those of you who have maybe been feeling like you're wandering a little bit, like you're a little bit lost, who have been under that sort of deluge out there of all of the internet gurus saying, hey, come build your multi-million dollar empire with me. And you've gone, no, that's not me. I wanted to make sure that we got some specific value for you on the program. So please be here for the next couple of weeks. I think there's going to be a ton of great stuff in there for you. And as always, please go to ProfitForCoaches.com, subscribe to the newsletter. It comes out every week. It gives bonus tips and information on each of these episodes. And it's got offers that are only for subscribers, including right now, we have an offer to work one-to-one with me at a ridiculously low rate. It starts at $500. I've got five seats available to help completely build out your coaching business from your offer to your market, to your systems, everything to build the exact type of coaching business that my clients want to build. And you can get started for 500 bucks, but that is only available to subscribers. So if you're not a subscriber to the newsletter, you need to go to profitforcoaches.com, sign up for the newsletter, and then reach out and see if any of those slots are still available. So that's what we got for you this week. We'll see you back here next week. We're going to talk to some great new friends of mine, Mark and G, and we're going to talk all about energetic alignment. So enjoy your week. We'll catch you next episode. That's it for this episode of Profit for Coaches. I've been your host, Joss Withard. To make sure you never miss a new episode, go to ProfitForCoaches.com to subscribe now. You'll also find all the show notes, resources, guides, links, freebies, and other goodies that we mentioned on the show. Plus, we've got some special bonuses there just for our subscribers. So to make sure you profit fully from this and each new episode of Profit for Coaches, go to ProfitForCoaches.com now.